Well, here we are talking about coaching. My name is Yannick. I'm here with Nikki and Sivash as per usual, our resident coaches. Hey, guys. Hey. 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 So today's question uh, is, I think it's for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> something that I noticed um, um, not just recently, but something that uh, pops up quite often, uh, not just in my coaching, but also I'm sure in many other people's coaching rooms. And it's a question around validation. Um, what happens if my uh, my client wants or needs validation from us? And I noticed that a lot uh, when sometimes I just kind of share thoughts when, I don't know, in supervision, I've noticed that sometimes a new coach comes in and Uh, we just we have a conversation we get to know each other i hear a bit of their story and i just kind of acknowledge like wow you bring so many transferable skills and just your way of being in the room and the way that you listen and what you pick up on and the questions that you ask me and you know the level of awareness that you have about your own life and the dynamics between you and other people it's it's really impressive you bring a lot to the table as a coach that's going to help you so much you know and all of a sudden their face lights up and their whole thing changes and they're like oh my god that's so important for me to hear you know i've been you know i'm not sure whether i can do this and i've been having all these doubts and this just like really really changed something in me and i'm like oh my shit oh my god what have i done <laughs> you know <laughs> because i don't want to be the person who i'm looked at for validation because it's a bit of a dangerous game as well right if i can feel somebody's craving validation i'm I'm hesitant to give it, even though sometimes I'm in a situation where I think, oh, I would really want to tell you how awesome you are and how much I believe in you. But if that's what you came to coaching for, that's a dangerous game because, you know, I want you to believe in yourself. I, I want you to know that you're good without me or anybody else having to tell you. So what do we do then? And Before I keep talking, um, maybe just open that up and see see what you think with that in the room. Yeah, good, good. Um, I think that's a very interesting, interesting discussion, and I think you know, I, I can see. I mean, for, for me, like, so I do a mix of for coaching and and consulting, and I think with coaching. I, I personally really prefer to slow down and, and, and go a bit deeper with the client and explore where this is coming from and and connect them again, create space, play with their thinking. And usually like they come, they get to an answer and, and we can kind of find out where this seeking validation is for, coming from. Mm. Right. And then sometimes with, with business and actually it's very similar in business, but sometimes in, in, in business, you know, sometimes it's just more, you know, being afraid to make mistakes, right? Maybe like not wanting, not wanting to make mistakes that can cost them money or trying to potentially save money, right? But even then, actually, like just saying this, like I think a lot of it is back to, right? Like a lot of it keeps coming back to that. Like wh why? Like wh why is this important? Why is this question important? And I think personally... <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry. Is this when when somebody's like uh, trying to validate a business idea that they have? You mean in the business context? It's like, oh, I want to do these kind of things, and I wonder if this is going to make me money. And they, you know, they're looking for your input. Is that the context? No, actually, as I'm, as I'm, well, initially, I was thinking about it, what came to mind as a few business scenarios, 
where either someone is, for example, wanting to, to do something, whether it's start a new program or start a new service. But actually, if if I come back to it, it's very similar to even just a, a life decision, right? Mm-hmm. And I think and I think often personally, just also looking at, at my own experience when I go to mentors and coaches. And I had an interesting conversation recently with my therapist where we talked about this. I think sometimes it's we replace almost like like a father figure with a coach or a mentor or a, or a mm-hmm. parent figure, mm-hmm. right? And, and sometimes it's just like we almost want to create a little bit of extra safety, mm-hmm. right? And I think even so, actually, really sorry about that. Whether it's business, whether it's life, whatever it is, relationship parenting i think is often more useful to just really slow down to see like well what's underneath that mm. what, what are you trying to get from this yeah. right? i love this question like especially like you know when we when we take time to explore like what the client really wants like if we if we look at the you know the kind of the structure of a coaching session often we get too quickly into the main part of the coaching but if we take time for the takeoff right in icf they they describe it as a takeoff, right? And the first part of the session. If we actually take a bit more time for that, we can go a bit deeper in terms of looking at like, well, what what would that look like? What would that, you know, you know, where is this coming from? Yeah. What what else, right? And actually, th- that 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 first part can change the middle part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's my first instinct as well when that kind of stuff comes up. It's like, ooh look at what's happening here that's interesting you know oh I, I i i don't usually say those things and now i want to or you know you're asking me to validate you or to validate your idea um you know without getting sucked into that kind of game uh to just notice ah so you're what would it mean to you if i gave you validation you know what would it mean to you if i were to say that's a good or not good idea um where's that coming from why do you need that and then you then you go deeper right and then you uh, look at and get interested about where that's kind of coming from and it opens some doors and it can open some doors in the past right when we um, when you say oh validation often a, a tendency to seek validation is often rooted in not having gotten validation from significant figures in your past growing up previous bosses managers friends parents you know um and that can open some doors into something that some coaches might say oh but that's therapeutic right but regardless of what it is you you open a door that uh, is is significant and meaningful um so you're exploring rather than giving or not giving the validation you get curious about what the need for validation is about and then you might have a very different conversation to what you started with one that's might be much more important yeah really nice i like everything that's being said and and yeah that's what just kind of came up for me too i was like uh-huh. oh thanks for, that- the <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the validation <laughs> um yeah i was thinking like oh but that's one of those questions you know that risks going dangerous not dangerously but going into that more yeah therapy space as well right if you start digging around in people's past like that but um i think in addition to everything you guys have already said which is also where my instincts would have left left to kind of confront the situation and bring it in in one way or another i mean other than kind of explore where maybe you know that um need for validation would have come from i think something that i 
I don't know if that's particular to me, but I feel like I would feel quite strongly about um, is to want to kind of, whether that's explicit or kind of done without, um, done less directly, is to try and help ask questions that allow the client to give themselves that validation. Mm. Um, you know, the kind of questions of like, you know, where, when was a time in the past where you felt validated or like, you know, what are some of the things that you've done before that where you've been successful? I don't know, those kind of things that help them prompt themselves about their successes and like give themselves validation on whatever the subject in question is. Yeah. So both exploring it, bringing it, being curious, because like you guys have said, I think, you know, some gems can be uncovered. Um, and then also hopefully, yeah, helping help the client find ways of giving themselves that validation. Mm. Yeah. And it's session and going forward. Yeah. It's such a powerful thing to spend time with someone who is so like who has such an unconditional positive regard for you as a person, right? The Rogers co-conditions for therapy, uh, person-centered coaching. Like if you meet someone with you are amazing because you are a person that's alive and breathing in the world with other people, you know, and you're amazing just for being human. That's a validation. Right? And I know many, many coaches uh, are very, very successful just because they unconditionally love their clients. Uh, I met a therapist once who, says, uh, who said, my job is to love people. That's all it is, really. That's all that his therapy was about. I sit down and I love people. Mm. And when you're being loved without any conditions attached to it, that's super therapeutic. right? So in a way, validation is about that in many ways. So when you're being met with someone, if somebody sits down with you and they think you're amazing because of all the potential that you have and that you bring and all the amazingness that human beings are, regardless of who you are, what you do, what you have done in the past, you know, what your characteristics are, how rich you are, none of that matters, then you are being validated as a person. So being met with that kind of attitude is something super powerful. So can somebody hold that back because, you know, they want them to feel like that without the influence of anybody else? Well, there's a good argument that, no, I don't think anybody should hold that back. But if you're only giving it because the other person is craving it and you're falling into that game of they craving it, then that's why you give it. That's why I think it gets uh, really important that we pay attention to it as coaches. Am I giving validation because I'm giving everybody validation like that? Or am I validating someone and this is, I don't usually do that sort of thing, right? Might there be something in the dynamic that brings this out in me because of how this person is relating to me? And some people, they just have that. They just, they ask you a question and they look at you and they just suck all the validation and love out of you because they're really craving it, which is usually rooted in, you know, how they like and how they've grown up and what they did and didn't have uh, in their past. So that is important to pay attention to. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really nice. And just adding to that, I guess, and, and or thinking about what, what we talked about in our previous conversation, you know, not falling, certainly not falling into the trap of just wanting to please um, or, mm -hmm. or thinking, you know, that's what we owe the client for paying for our services or something like that. Um, you know, I, I remember we've said this before in our sessions and I've read it several times in various books, but, you know, it's it's 
obviously we're there to unconditionally support and hopefully love our clients but it's also in in another sense we're there to play more devil's advocate advocate and not just to be paid to be their friend right like we need to be in a position to confront yeah different Con- subjects in the interest of our clients well-being and thriving yeah yeah sorry i got very excited because yeah, it's, so, it. it's so true right uh, when i challenge someone it's out of love mm. right when when i uh, point out that they're contradicting themselves or you know that they haven't done what they said they would want to do uh, i'm being curious about that it's not that i'm devalidating them it's not that i i criticize them because they're bad people uh, but like i I'm, when i express skepticism or like huh tell me how that would work i can't see i can't see it you know, then I, I do that because I want to understand. I mean, that's that's a form of validation in a way because I'm really listening to what you're saying and I'm really taking mm. what you said you will do seriously. And uh, I'm taking you at face value. I believe you when you say things. Um, but also I'm courageous enough to say, well, what you believe and what I believe, they seem to be um, mutually exclusive, right? <laughs> so uh, I... I I'm not going to take away something that you believe because that's your experience. But I can say, I experienced this differently, right? You see a black wall, I see a white wall. What was the thing with a, with a dress that was like blue or gray or the sneakers? You know, it's like, I, could, I can say, oh, it's hot in here and I think it's really cold. But I can say, yes, you're right because that's your experience. You feel it's hot in here. You know, I don't have to say that's the truth because I want to validate you. I can say, that's right. You're experiencing that. I acknowledge that. I validate that. And also I have a very different experience here. You know, so it, they can coexist and it's very important. I think how we communicate that and how we put it out there because we can validate and challenge at the same time. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I think again, it, it comes back to how important supervision is. Talking <laughs> <laughs> about coaching, not supervision, but I think uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, I think as because often in, in in most you know qualifications, coaching qualifications, coaching diplomas, there's not you don't they don't talk a lot about this, and I think it's almost like you know when you go a bit further. Because I think some of the things you said there, I know that in the beginning I used to struggle with that, like not having the courage to bring it up or feeling that I'm going to be judgmental or I'm going to, you know, the person is here for a certain reason. But actually it's just, there's some misunderstandings around like what what is the coaching really for? And, and also understanding like, well, understanding the concepts even better, right? Understanding like, okay, how is this actually serving the client? Mm-hmm. But again, I think it's like, you know, it might it might be useful for us to maybe even create a bit, create something around this. What do you mean? Um, create create something for coaches that you know, because I don't think there's a lot. Maybe 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 there is maybe there are some good books or articles around it. But I think um, in a few programs that I've done, I don't think there's a lot on this. Hmm. But I think it's a really interesting concept that I think is very common in coaching. Yeah, because I, I see it a lot and it can happen very subtly 
and it can happen very overtly. Um, and some coaches are seeing it as a very important part of their role as a coach to validate that person as a human being or, you know, as somebody with potential so that that person has something to believe in through them. And again, it's, it can be a slippery slope. It can also be the most powerful thing that somebody's experienced uh, to that point in their life. Yeah. I think maybe the, is okay maybe this is more a question is there a difference between validating and acknowledging someone huh hmm. yeah i guess it depends how you relate to that right so if i can acknowledge what would what would what would look like when you say acknowledge someone what what do you have in mind as in uh, in a coaching conversation well Again, I don't know if this is more coaching, right? But um, I start seeing this. I read about this in a, in a leadership book. And then I start, when I was in America in January, you know, Steve Hardison talked quite a bit about this. It's around like seeing the greatness in someone, but then also actually acknowledging it. Meaning that like, I can, this is what I see in you. And this is, and actually talking about that, right? Hmm. Um Yeah, and I think it's interesting because normally in the coach, in pure coaching, I don't think that's that's part of the coaching. Yeah. And again, maybe another thing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What what I, I've seen in, in leadership book in a leadership a really good book that I read around leadership is that, uh, and I've seen some really good coaches use this, but again, like I think they probably it's a mix of other tools, right? I know Rich Litvin uses this. It's more around that. Oh, if you pick up something that someone is doing really well, mm -hmm. you acknowledge it, you bring it yeah. up. Yeah, like, like, a, like a strength, like, for example, right? You, you spot a strength, you spot a genius. And sometimes because we, you know, we limit ourselves or we limit our potential because of our experiences, but someone else acknowledges that. Someone yeah. created in you. Yeah, and it, they speak it to existence. And that feels quite validating, right? I mean, from my positive psychology background, there's a lot of strength spotting, right? I, I can see when somebody's like has bravery or courage, for example, as a strength or leadership or appreciation of beauty and excellence, kindness, love, you know, somebody who has that strength don't often recognize it in themselves because for them, it's just normal. That's just a normal way of being like, obviously everybody is courageous because that comes very naturally to me. So I project it onto everybody else. And then somebody with prudence as a strength is like, oh, no, 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 I really admire your courage and your bravery. And, you know, maybe the person who's overdoing the courage and the bravery really admires someone who doesn't jump into things straight away, but actually sits down, takes time to think, really thinks things through before they act. So I can acknowledge that in someone. And in a way, that's validating. That's like, I'm, I'm okay as a human being. I, I'm good as I am. You know, I have my strength. And maybe I have some weaknesses, but I probably focused way too much on the weaknesses. So somebody acknowledging my strengths really validates me as a person who's okay, you know, who's got something to offer. When somebody see like what you said about like, it's a very powerful thing when somebody, when you meet someone who sees some potential in you that you hadn't given, they hadn't, you had considered, right? If somebody sees something so great in you that, you know, oh my God, the version of you in six months that I'm seeing is incredible. It's incredibly, I don't know, or rich or lovable or like successful or whatever that is. It's a very powerful experience. 
But also it's risky because do you really see that or what are you projecting into it or what needs to happen for that to actually become a reality? I mean, you just met this person. So I, I see a lot of people suffering because somebody else saw something in them that they cannot live up to or don't want to, you know, and then depending on what the relationship is like with somebody like Steve Hardison, for example, I mean, a lot of people really look up to this guy. It's a bit of an enigma to me, but like, um, but that can cause a lot of suffering. Tony Robbins, similar, right? Uh, like, there's so many people who've been painted in a future of what they could be, but for some reason or another, they don't get there, even, either because they don't do what's necessary to get there, or maybe it's just not available to them because something is in the way that's too big to be removed. So I don't know how I feel about that, because on the one hand, it's super powerful, and I recognize that. And on the other hand, I can see it causing a lot of suffering because you are now putting something onto that person and yeah. that, you know, you carry a lot of responsibility for sharing that kind of vision and that kind of acknowledgement. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I like what you're saying. And I think it's, it comes with a responsibility, right? It's not like, it's, a, there's a difference doing it in a first session or doing it after working together for eight months when you mm -hmm. get to know someone on a deeper level. Right. But I think, I think, when we when we look at sometimes when we i mean this is a longer discussion might go a little bit away from the actual <laughs> question but what I, I think i see often in america is where you know the the coaching often comes from there like the world of sports where as a coach like you know what i can see you can become like the best quarterback in the world right on the nfl or you can become like the next michael jordan and i think like there's a difference like it's funny because I, I got a message yesterday from someone and saying hey I heard I got your number um actually she got my number from from my wife and she's like yeah we need someone to come in and do a motivational talk for uh, our staff we have 25 people in here and I was like I'm not a motivational speaker <laughs> I think like sometimes it's, it's almost as there's a mix of the American culture that comes in from sports right with what what coaching is, pure coaching is. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Sometimes people mix different types of coaching and tools of transformation. But again, I think maybe just like, there's, there's probably like a mix here that's happening. Mm -hmm. Nikki, what are you thinking? Um, I think my reflections on that note were just kind of, I think I like the idea of dreaming big, with people and kind of you know encouraging uh, seeing their potential and helping them to see their potential but when it comes to you know when we said well that can be risky what if they don't succeed you know i think the validation element that is possible to give for me probably rests more in present like in the present you know things that have already happened or known about them so like by divorcing it from the you know the possibility of whether it will or mm. won't happen Mm -hmm. And that validation is sincere and doesn't risk causing any damage because it's not attached to the outcome, but right. you still support them in dreaming and, and to some extent, probably getting more validation, <clears throat> sorry, by, yeah, by also kind of acknowledging their potential. Yeah, right. Because the validation is something that comes from the client that then they ask us to validate. It's not something that we share because we see something that they don't see. I think that's a very different thing, right? So I think you're right, Sivish, we kind of drifted a little bit, but it's a form of that, 
right? Mm-hmm. That kind of acknowledgement. So I like I like what mm-hmm. what's being created here, <laughs> but like I, it really it really clear to me that you know when it's about validation, it's about something that like here's my dream. What do you think? Not here's what I see in you. Here's my dream for you as a client. Yeah. And then they can, you know, choose to reject that or be inspired by it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? Yeah, I think that's a good the good place to end. And again, you know, like I'd love to hear what the listeners are getting from this and also what what their ideas are i, I think this is really fun i think we have 50 55 episodes now right or uh-huh. something like that. Mm-hmm. getting i'm getting personally a lot out of this so yeah yeah yeah, yeah likewise for sure and you know we're talking about coaching this is not just the three of us talking about coaching i mean it was always meant to spark conversations and uh, i'm always delighted when i hear what kind of conversations this sparked outside of our room here um, I, uh, I know from, you know, various people that it sparked something, uh, but the more you share what this has sparked, uh, the more other people can engage in that conversation, right? So the more we talk about coaching, the more we learn about coaching, the better coaches we are and the better coaching our clients receive. I think it has a huge generative impact. So if this has sparked a thought, and I think this episode particularly went into a bunch of different directions and opened up mm-hmm. a lot of doors. So I'd love to know what doors it, it opened for you. And maybe you have a bit more time than me right now to kind of uh, freely spend some time behind some of those doors. Um, I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> I, I wish I would choose <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to just uh, make an hour of time after the, every time we talk, because, you know, it opens up a lot of thinking space. So, yeah, thanks for that, guys. And thanks for you listening, watching. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you, so if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit, so we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon, Um, that would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, And that's it from us. Thank you and I hope to see you next time.